Welcome to the Mosaic Marriage Podcast. And if you know anything about mosaics, you know they represent things that were once broken but were beautifully put back together. So you know it's got to be good. We bring real and honest dialogue from a husband and wife's perspective. From the good, the bad, and everything in between, we share how God can take brokenness and make a beautiful mosaic. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of the, the Mosaic, Mosaic Marriage Podcast. Podcast. We're so happy to be here again and happy for y'all to tune in. Today we're going to be talking about surviving through a separation with your spouse. Not a separation like divorce or separation, but an extended time apart. So let's think, think deployment, think your spouse had to move to the other side of the country for a job for a few months. Those things are hard. And joining us, we have our good friends, Bree and Will, who we admire them as a couple. They are amazing. Um, so we're so happy to have y'all here. Feel free to jump in and introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. First and foremost, we just want to thank you guys so much for even thinking of us and including us on the podcast. I'm Brianna. And I'm William Clay. And big shout out to my family. I know y'all said that, you know, we're one of you all's favorite couples and y'all are definitely one of ours as well. We love y'all. So for oh, we us, love y'all too. <laughs> um, for us, we have been married. It'll actually be five years on May the 23rd. And funny story, Disa was actually our wedding coordinator. So shout out to Disa. <laughs> Because she it doesn't is, seem like that long ago. I know. I know it like so. <laughs> Literally five years this May. That is crazy. <laughs> congratulations on yes, that. congratulations. Oh. Y'all are a handful, almost a handful. I know. Thank y'all so much, and we just really appreciate y'all constant, constant support. Um, but we've been married for five years. We were courting maybe about six months prior. Not even six, like three months prior to that. <laughs> Um, but we've been friends for man since years. years and we have a very interesting story of how we met mm -hmm. um, in a nutshell we met through siblings mm -hmm. it's kind of weird but we met through siblings you know God had our eyes closed to each other for quite some time and then all of a sudden he took those blinders off and I saw my husband y'all <laughs> mm, and I saw my rib my good thing <laughs> <laughs> yes, and we have um, a son. He just turned two this past Tuesday. So we're super happy to have Clay to be a part of our lives. And yeah, we're just a couple that is young. We feel like we're young. These bones are getting kind of old, but we feel like we're young and we like to have fun. And first and foremost, we definitely keep God at the center of everything that we do. But we are just your happy-go-lucky couple. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And um, I am, so just to talk a little bit about us as well, we're both um, ministers over at our local assembly. I know Bree, she's in the education world. Um, God bless all our education, our educators, because I know it takes a special person to be in the classroom and to take care of, you know, the future leaders of tomorrow. And then I'm um, in the construction world. So I work with Herc Reynolds, great company, been with them for the past five years as well. Um, so yeah, that's kind of us in a nutshell. Absolutely. And one thing that I really appreciate about William, and it's always happened since we were friends, he's always been a really, really big supporter of like everything that I do. Um, with everything that's going around in the world right now with the coronavirus, uh, my event is on a pause at the moment, 
but I will be having an event in Houston. I'm not sure of the date, but it will be coming soon called the Unfiltered Wife. Unfiltered Wife. <laughs> and I'm yes, so I'm so excited about this. <laughs> yes, we're on a little pause, but as soon as everything kind of clears up, I would definitely have a better date in mind. Yes, guys. And so, listeners, if you don't know, Brie puts on some of the best events for women, especially, and couples. So she's had the Unfiltered Woman, correct? And you had a couples panel that we were got to be on. Yes. And, yeah, put on the um, amazing event. So shout out to Brie on that. On that. <laughs> so, um, yes, I'm so happy y'all are here. And I can't wait to have fun with y'all this episode and, and hear about y'all's journey. But first... We are going to go into our hot topic. And so um, if you pay attention to pop culture, everyone knows Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. They are probably one of my favorite couples. I love all things royalty. I have a crown tatted on me. I have crowns throughout the house. Like I just love royal the royal family. And so when Prince Harry announced that they were going to move to Canada, like bump this i'm done with the royalness y'all are treating my wife like crap we going mm. across the pond um I forget my lineage forget all that stuff like i'm a, i'm one with my wife we we doing this this is going to make her happy and my son how did y'all feel about that like could you have moved across the country uh, not even country across the world for your spouse and say forget everything i've known forget my grandma and him. <laughs> forget, forget all that like I'm going to somewhere completely different could y'all do that so I think so absolutely and when I say that I don't say that it's like an easy thing to do because I can guarantee you you know it's tough like you said being able to leave everything that's been in place for you know more time that you can even imagine behind for the sake of one person but I truly believe that if the love is real that if you really do care for that individual, you'll go to all costs, right? And I know, you know, talking to my to my bro D, talking to Darian, you know, he always, when we've had conversations in the past, uh, husbands were protectors, right? So at the end of the day, Prince Harry is looking at everything and he's like, well, I need to make sure that I take care of my wife, that I take care of my family. You know, this isn't the, the best environment or the best um, emotional place that my family could be in. So at all costs, I'm going to protect my family, whether or not that means me leaving everything behind, because, you know, at the end of the day, you want to make sure that you leave behind a legacy and a legacy that's important to you. And I believe for him, one of the biggest things that he wants to leave behind is, of course, it's still royalty, it's still his family, it's still his heritage and his lineage. But that one, he was a good man. He was a he was a man that took care of his family. He was a man that was family oriented and he cared about his wife. So he'll go to all costs to be able to do it. So I would like to say that if William Clay was put in that same predicament <laughs> or that situation, that I would have made a very similar choice to be able to, you know, take care of me and mine. So, um, you know, the Bible talks about a man finding his wife and him being able to leave and cleave. And I think this is a clear example of him, you know, leaving and cleaving. Genesis 2 and 24 talks about it. It says, for this reason, a man will leave his father and his mother and he will and he shall cleave unto his wife. Um, and he's going to be united. They're going to become one flesh. So I think that was his way of saying, look, bump all this craziness. You know, this is my wife. This is my woman. This is my family. And today on site, I'm going to make sure that I take care site. of my family on site. Right. So, <laughs> on site. Yeah, yeah, no, I think I do the same thing. 
And I completely agree. When we heard about it, we was like, that is crazy. But you know what? We completely understood where he was coming from. And I think one of the most important things that I got from it, they are one. So I'm not going to stay here in a place where my wife, the person that God has chosen for me, is being mistreated. Like William said, and like the Bible says, to leave to cleave. If something's going on with my wife, that's my first priority at this point. When God is looking at me now, he is looking at me covering this woman. And I'm not going to be a good cover if I'm allowing her to be mistreated. So I completely agree. And I understand, Disa, I love them. <laughs> I think it's absolutely <laughs> amazing. I think that was a very good call on his end. Y'all are preaching over there, man. Oh, y'all no. Getting it. Nah. Y'all getting it. Nah. Y'all about man. to take over our podcast. Nah, man. I'm, I'm just happy to be a part. Right, that, that, was, that was really good right there. For real, for real. Um, as for me, I feel like I definitely would do it. Um, I feel like uh, when we, when me and Disa were dating, um, after I finished college, you know, I kind of I did it on a way smaller scale in a sense. Like I left Virginia, mm-hmm. moved to Houston, Texas, leaving all my friends and family behind, mm-hmm. and not knowing anybody in Houston but Disa. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, on a smaller scale, way smaller scale, I wasn't a, I wasn't a, a royal king or <laughs> prince leaving everything behind in a whole different country and coming across the pond and going up there to the Canada. But, uh, no, I definitely, I definitely feel the same way. You guys put it in, in great words. It's a great example, you know, between, uh, he's literally leaving his, his family, mm-hmm. like his, his mother and father doing the exact same thing. So, you know, I put it in words very beautifully. Yeah. I definitely was super proud of him in that moment. And I think just watch, not really watching him grow up because, you know, I was young when Princess Diana passed away. But um, I think that her death affected him in a different way than his brother. Mm -hmm. And so he saw his wife being treated how his mom was treated by the media Mm -hmm. and just um, bullied and all that. And he's like, no way. Like, I'm not going to lose my wife the same way I lost my mom. So I'm out. Like, we're out. I'm going to protect her at all costs. And um, I I give kudos to him because that's something hard to do, especially if they decide to cut you out of will yeah. and everything else. Like that is a hard decision to make. And I think he made the right decision and that if he's a believer, like Jesus is going to multiply that in, in, in the afterlife and, and moving forward, I think. So absolutely big up to Prince, Prince Harry and Megan Mark. Yes. If you ever listen to this, we love you. We love you. Come be a guest on the show. All right. Right. We need to, we need to hear it right right from their mouth. We hear that side of the story. Yes. So um moving on to our main topic surviving through a separation for an extended time period due to jobs or other circumstances um we want to get into talking to william and brie um about their story so william got deployed not um a year or two ago when clay was just a baby and so um we just want to talk to you guys of how that how that looked how how did you survive that how did you thrive after that what did that look like because the longest we've been away from each other is like two month, two weeks. Mm-hmm. When you got, um, when I did my military thing, you had military training for like two weeks, and then obviously, you know, we'll talk. We talked in our about our infidelity when we were separated, um, but I wouldn't really stun you right then in that moment, so I didn't really care. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I know you guys were um, apart for a while, and so when you first got the news. 
what were your your reactions? So I'm gonna let William go first since he knew before I did. <laughs> so I'm gonna let him go first. Yeah. Um. You know, it was definitely bittersweet. So it was up and down, back and forth for quite some time. Um, Darian knows, right? Like the the military is very fickle um, and I love it, right? But at the same time, it was literally one month I would talk to my chain of command. They were like, you're off the list. You're not going. And then so I told Bree that I wasn't going. Then, and I asked them, I said, are you sure? And they said, absolutely. And then the next month I came running like, your name's back on the list, you're going. And then, so I had to break the news to Bree. And then the next month they said, look, if you sign this documentation, a declaration of blah, 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 you won't go. And so literally this ping pong kept happening with her emotions. And, I, and again, all while she was pregnant. And so... I remember the day like it was yesterday. We were at one of our very close friends' weddings, and um, I had to tell her, and I think, Bree, you actually called me out on it. I think you you said there's something that you need to say. I could tell something's heavy on you. Or Yeah, so we were kind of going back and forth to figure out if he's going to have to go or not, and this time that he was coming back for the wedding, I knew that he had a final answer. Mm -hmm. I know we're at a wedding and we're supposed to be enjoying ourselves. Yes. But I need to know, are you going or are you not going? That's all that really matters to me at this moment. (laughs) And so I end up asking him to step outside Mm -hmm. and that's when he told me. Yeah. I remember like it was yesterday. That's right. Because I was actually at drill, which is my military weekend for the reservist national guardsmen. And I, I was able to get a, a early excuse to be able to leave early, drive over to the wedding. Brie asked me to step outside. And I'm like, oh, she means business. And she <laughs> asked me that question. Hey, what's the final answer? And I told her and there was tears in her eyes and it hurt because I knew that it was going to be a challenging time. And I was uncertain. I wasn't fearful, but I was definitely uncertain because I knew that you know, it was going to be a challenging time for our relationship as well as for our family. Um, I'm an only child, so it's not like I had a lot of brothers or sisters to be able to lean on, have a great support system, people that love me that are around us, but immediate family, only child. My mom, only child. My mom was only child, right? And so Bree, on the other hand, she has two great siblings, um, but at the same time, I knew that it was going to be tough. So there was a sense of, for me, uncertainty, but I didn't fear because, of course, I knew who I trusted in and I knew who was in the foundation of our relationship. So and most importantly, I know that this person to the side of me, she's for lack of better words, she's a beast like she's (laughs) she's she's a goon when it comes down to like executing and getting things done. I knew that she was going to be able to rise to the occasion, but I was just uncertain because as a man, I didn't want to put her in that predicament where she was doing it by herself for the first time having our child. So, mm-hmm. and I, I think for me, knowing the God that I serve, even still, <laughs> I was just so I was distraught. Um, when the very first time he ever mentioned deployment to me, I just broke into tears. Then, when you think about deployment, you think about shooting and death. That's honestly the only thing that I thought about. My husband is tiny where are you going i don't understand <laughs> where are you hey, going hey, i've been doing some pushups okay so i, I was just <laughs> i was distraught 
um, I was pregnant and I know that I did not want to do this on my own. And then when he told me, you know what, I'm not going to have to go. Everything just kind of like lifted off of me. And I was like, yes, praise God. He's not going to have to go. But that day that he came to the wedding, I knew like in the back of my mind, I felt like it was a joke because he likes to play a lot. So I thought he was going to say, yeah, he has to go. But then, you know, in the middle of the night or something, he'll tell me that he didn't have to go. But for me, even though I trusted God, I was still in a very distraught, like, God, why now? Like, you, you, we, right. we allowed everything to happen the way that it did. I got pregnant at a great time, so I can be off in school in a great time. Everything worked out perfectly. Why would you take my husband away for a, a first our first child like I just really did not understand it so for me even though I trusted God I I honestly and I'll be transparent I questioned him so much um I really really did so that was I think like my really first week first and second and third and fourth reaction uh to the deployment well that's, that's a lot going on I mean you 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 know you're it's pregnant like, you're pregnant you got all the emotions that come with being pregnant Ooh, yes and <laughs> then you know having to uh, essentially kind of be a single parent during that time. Like, that's a lot to take on. That's a lot of responsibility. And then, you know, on Will's side, too, he has the responsibility that he had to take care of while being deployed, while also still maybe even feeling some guilt about not mm -hmm. being there at the same time. So that's that's definitely a whole lot of whole lot of emotions and a whole lot going on. Yes. Very much. Um, next question we had, you know, how how did you all prepare for that time? Uh, after you got that answer and, and you both knew what was going to come, how were you able to prepare for it? Um, I think for me, once I really let it set in and it became this is serious now, like I know for real that he's going for me, it was a mindset thing. I had to really shift my mindset. Like it's, it's something you can't prepare for it physically all you want to. We're going to have to do this. We're going to have to do that. But mentally, I still wasn't there. Um, I had to get to the point where I had a conversation with God and I'm like, God, I, I don't understand this, but I'm going to have to trust you because that's what I do. I trust you. And you always come through. Do I understand your timing? Absolutely not. Do I understand your reasoning? Absolutely not. But for me, I had to just come to the point where I had to just change my mindset. I understand what my husband does for the military. I understand that there's purpose in everything. So maybe there's a purpose. Maybe there's a reason why he's going to have to go. So for me, as far as preparing, I had to prepare my mindset. What about you, babe? Absolutely. So for me, it was more so tangible things, right? Um, so I, I pay, physically pay all the bills for the house. So I knew that there was going to come a time that Bree may have to step up to the plate. So, Oof. right, she hates dealing with So she, if like we said, she's an education world. She's an ELA teacher, English reading, literature. Um, so math finances, she can do it, but it's I, not ugh, her strong suit. Like <laughs> she says, she kind of, it's like, what do you mean math? Right. So, you know, I tried streamlining everything, come up with the game plan, made a Google doc. Um, when it came down to like putting all of our, our spreadsheet for our bills, our bill tracker and our, our, uh, the way that we manage our household, our finances. So I put the dates that everything was due, put the, the actual bill that it was, the normal monetary amount, made it real kind of user-friendly so that one, I could kind of log in if I had the accessibility to, to be able to see if she completed it from that spreadsheet because it was real time for when she updates it, I'll see it and everything else. And then two, 
if I had the time to do it myself, then I would go on and take care of it and she'll be able to see, okay, it's been marked as complete. It's a done deal. So from that aspect, it was a lot of, you know, DNOs, EAPs, emergency action plans, a lot of planning and stuff that went into it. Right. So I had like, Hey, who's going to check on Brie, right? Who's going to give her her daily phone calls if I'm not accessible? Mom, what are you going to do to step up? You know, mom-in-law, what are you going to do to be able to step up and make sure that you're there just checking on her? Friends in our community. I mean, I know Brie may allude to it, but I pre-recorded maybe like, ooh, I don't know, like 30 videos or so. <laughs> Man, like small, and it wasn't essays. It wasn't, you know, Romeo and Juliet style full-blown stage plays. But it was little 30-second reminders. Hey, babe, I know I'm not able to talk to you right now, but I love you. You know, don't know what you're going through. So sweet. Right? Girl, you know? it got me through some days, okay? <laughs> you know, and I and I gave those videos to individuals that I knew was connected to her, right? So as they're having those daily conversations with her and they feel, see, or hear that something's off, they can say, yeah, this is one of those moments that I need to go in and, you know, send one of these videos to her. And so, you know, it was, it was more so, if anything, the, the, the main keyword for it all was I was intentional. Um, I, I was I thought about what could I do to be able to make this process as easy to be able to plan for it, to be intentional. Because, of course, those boomerangs, those hurdles, those speed bumps are going to happen. But how much planning could I do on the front end to make the back end a little bit more seamless? So, um, but, yeah, that was kind of some of the few things that we did to kind of set ourselves up for success. Wow, that is amazing! Like you, you those videos, yeah. Like everybody in the military, like, hey, this is what this is the blueprint for when you get deployed. This is what you do. <laughs> <laughs> Here's how you make sure she doesn't get a Jody. Listen, oh, <laughs> 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 that's that'll sell. That's what you have to name it because that'll sell. They're gonna be like, what? And, um, yeah. <laughs> And then they're going to see it's full of scriptures and everything. They're like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But um, so when you got deployed, it was after you got to see Clay be born. Mm -hmm. Uh, You just had this baby. You see your your newborn son. Mm -hmm. You're on this high. What when you actually had to say goodbye, like have to say goodbye to your to Clay, have to say goodbye to Bree. What? kind of emotions were going through your mind will and brie how what were your emotions when you had to say bye to like oh my gosh now this is real like it's not a scenario this is the real thing what what was that like oh we um god is just so good y'all and, l- and let me tell you why so my son william was set to leave april 22nd man you remember the day oh absolutely <laughs> <laughs> April 22nd. My son was due technically on April the 13th. And we were trying to figure out ways to, is it possible that I can kind of get induced so that my husband can have more time since he's going to have to leave? And my doctor was like, eh, we can try. I don't know if that's going to be possible. We, we can, we can, we'll see how it goes. And then, as he said, I'm a teacher on March, like spring break time, March 19th or something, I went in for a regular doctor's appointment. And she told me that my blood pressure was kind of high and she wants me to go home for 24 hours and then come back. And I came back thinking it was going to be a regular doctor's appointment. And she said, no, you're going to go ahead and check in now. We're inducing you tonight. So although I was scared as a first time mom, in my mind, I'm like, 
yes, he gets more time. Absolutely. Yes, I'm super excited. <laughs> and so God is just so good because I was able to have my son three weeks earlier and allow William to have more time. Um, I remember the day on April 22nd, which was a Sunday that he had to leave. We had just dedicated clay, um, had his christening and he was getting ready to leave to go to San Antonio. And I was just a ball of emotions. Like, this is going to be the last time I see you. Like for real, like it's going to be one whole year where I'm not going to see you. And I, I tried my best to keep strong, but in my mind, I was just looking at clay and I'm just like, Oh, this is so unfair. I just, and I just hope that God protects him number one, and he's going to be okay. So it was a ball of emotions for me on April the 22nd. So, wow. I mean, I, I don't know how I can kind of go behind that. Right. So I think it was, it was mixed emotions for me as well. Like Bree mentioned, definitely gratitude because I went from having what, like a week and some change to full having a full, almost three to like four weeks off. Um, from my job, big shout out to Herc Reynolds, right? Marketing team gave you a plug just then. So, um, but you know, big shout out to them because they literally said, "Will, we know everything that you're going through. We know everything that's coming up. Don't, don't." They took my phone away from me because they know I'm a workaholic. They took my computer away from me. And they said, "I want you to focus on your family, right?" So I literally had this like three to four week window parental time off parental leave if you will to be able to spend time with my son so that was huge for me being able to bond with him as well as Bree because that was my biggest concern even though it's the early phases I know how important they are um and he may not miss them much because he, he's probably not going to remember any of that but it was more so for me right so as well as Bree so I, from that aspect I was happy. I was very grateful that I was able to have more time with them. Um, and I know this may sound very weird, right? But I was kind of excited as well. Um, out of my full time being with the military for like, I think at that time it was seven years or so. Um, I had never been deployed outside of my, you know, two week stint during the summertime, as well as um, going to like trainings and things like that for schools. Um, so this is like, this is kind of the Super Bowl, right? This is what you train for every IDT weekend. This is what you've been prepping for. And I've been doing this for seven years now and have not been able to do anything. So I, I was excited to be able to one, go. But at the same time, I wasn't fearful about my life because I knew whose hands I was going to be in, as well as I knew the nature of the mission. It wasn't like a crazy mission. It was going to be fine. But I was definitely emotional in the sense of not wanting to leave behind my family, but I was eager to leave. And the reason why I say that is I knew the quicker that I left, the quicker I could come back. So it seemed as if whenever it was delayed and I was still here and it was delayed a little bit further, I'm like, I know a time is going to come to where I'm not going to be in my family's arms for almost a year. And in the back of my mind, it's just sitting there as festering as well as breeze. But the quicker I can get there, do my job and get back, you know, the quicker, you know, we'll be able to have peace of mind and our family be reunited. So um, it was definitely, like Bree said, mix of emotions left and right. But, you know, in the midst of it all, we just kind of tried understanding one of the, my big things was my feelings aren't facts. Right. Feelings are like a roller coaster. They go up and they go down. Um, but I just have to be rooted, be, you know, flat footed. And remember that regardless of how I may feel, you know, 
I know I have a very capable and competent wife as well as, you know, a good family that's going to hold down the fort. So let me check my emotions, do my job and get back. So that was, that was really what was in the back of my mind the whole time. And that's very understandable. Like you said about, you know, being eager because it is what you train for. You know, a lot of times in the military, when we're in there, you hear the different stories that everybody's got. Right. And, uh, you know, so I, I definitely understand that point. You said it sounds weird. I mean, I guess you, you, no one would understand unless they're put in that situation. Mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, on to the next question. While William was gone, Bree, you had to take on both roles. Was it hard releasing some of that control once he came back? Absolutely not. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, When, you know, one of the things that I said when William went on deployment, one of my prayers was that, God, please don't let anything major happen with the family while he's gone. And in the midst of the deployment, maybe a month before he was on his way back home, my mother passed away. So in the midst of that, it was a lot going on. I did my best those nine months, almost 12 months trying to get everything together. But when he came home from my mom's funeral and just came home around that time, there was nothing for me to do but to release. That's the only mm-hmm. thing that I could do because I had so much bottled up on the inside of me um, trying to take care of everything. I didn't properly grieve because I went into daughter mode to make sure that my, my father was okay. So it wasn't hard for me. Um, here's your son he missed you I need a moment to myself because I haven't had that at all you know have I had people helping me absolutely but I'm still the one that's here with Clay at nighttime by myself still thinking of the thoughts that I got of my mom passing away so it was it was not hard at all was there sometimes I was like well maybe you should change his diaper like this yes but I also (laughs) my main thing was my husband is back home with his son and I knew that even though he wouldn't share it with me sometimes, I knew how much he missed those moments. I knew how much he wanted to have those moments. So it wasn't a control thing for me. Like, your son, honey, you can have him. Go change every single diaper from this point on. I'm not getting up anymore. It is all on you. So I didn't have any problems releasing anything. Um, I mean, William literally came in and just got into the job like he's been doing it since day one. So it was no issue for me at all. Oh my gosh, I need to take some pointers from you because I have control issues and he's been here. <laughs> I'm like, oh wait, you doing what? Uh-uh, don't do that. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, I was like, here you go. <laughs> but no, I totally get that because that was a hard time for you. You're by yourself. You're figuring out this new mom thing and then you're relying on your mom asking her question. then boom, like the unexpected happens. So mm-hmm. I... I definitely understand where you're coming from um, in that aspect of just being like, here, let me have my moment. I need some some time for me because I'm not okay right now. Exactly. Uh, And I feel like that was the first time that I can say that I'm not okay. Um, Not saying that I, I I always feel like I'm super independent or I can do everything right. Like I can, I can handle, Oh, I'm good. You know, but that was the first time. This is the person that I can truly be vulnerable with. Mm-hmm. And he knows that I'm not okay. So he was giving me those times for me to really say, I'm not okay. I need a moment. Mm-hmm. And he was that person that I felt that comfortable with because this is my partner. This is my better half. Where I can really kind of like release all of those walls and truly be broken down in what I needed to do to get it out. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so, Will, you you came back right on time. <laughs> yes, Lord. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> But how did you cope while being gone, William? You're across the world. 
you're missing out on first words and steps Mm -hmm. and crawls and all that kind of stuff how did you cope so that's a good question I never really thought about it um I guess one of the ways that I coped or there were several ways but I guess one of the ways that was like a coping mechanism for me was um communication with the family of course um staying connected to everyone online as much as I possibly could at least keeping my eye seeing what was going on back home like you said seeing those videos that were coming and trying to figure out a schedule where of course you know we're nine to ten hours apart so our time difference is weird so trying to think of those times where I could talk to her and she be up and I be up and vice versa but I guess one of the ways that kind of time flew by for me and that I coped was mainly like just digging myself into work I remember going into the office at like when it wasn't actual training time and it was garrison going into the office, which my role is a chaplain assistant, right? So um, for all those, I guess they don't know what that is, it's pretty much you're the pastor's right-hand man for your unit with the military, right? So financial advice, spiritual advice, emotional advice, suicidal ideations. I mean, you see it all. Um, you, you deal with all that, right? So I will go into the office maybe like around seven, and then I will leave the office like around midnight. Um, I will stay there all day now again there's a lot in between there you know but I mean between I made it a point to be able to join the running club when I was there so running was a huge outlet for me I ran like a total of 1200 miles in a matter of nine months um I don't even know what that comes out to you know per day but some days I'll run nine miles some miles some days I'll run three miles um it's like every 5k Every 15K that they had, I would always participate in it. And before, I always loved running, but before this deployment, it wasn't something that I really did regularly. But this was something that I was able to stay regular with and that kind of kept me focused. And it was my safe space, you know, tuning everything out and just going was something that, one, satisfied me as well as it kept me fit. And then it also just kind of allowed me to kind of tune everything out. Um, And then... I'm a big giver, so I would just give of my time when it came down to, like, being there with my soldiers, talking to them, asking how they were doing, constantly being out and about in the field with them on their missions, just getting a pulse and a check on them. Um, You know, did a lot of studying when it came down to the word. That always gave me peace. And then while I was there as well, I also re-enrolled in the school because I, I my biggest thing was, man, I, I, I knew <laughs> that if I gave myself any gap time, that it wasn't going to be pretty. Um, So I just constantly tried to be in go, 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 go mode. So like I just, yeah, I mean, I did 12 hours while I was there, 4.0 GPA, like A pluses the whole time. Um, wow. I mean, it was, I just, whatever I could do to occupy my time and keep my hands busy. That's kind of what I did. And for me, it works. For other people, it may be just Netflixing and chilling, right? I'm not saying work yourself into a grave. But for me, knowing that I didn't have Bree and Clay to physically go home to, because that would be my motivation now. I'm still a workaholic here and back home, but I know I need to get off the job so I can come home to my family, which is the reason why I go to work. Well, I didn't have that on the deployment. It was just... I'm there. So do my job. And then what else can I do to do my job to keep me occupied? So that was some of the things that I did to kind of take up my time and cope. Wow. 
and you, you know you alluded to it you know you you're you're the support system for all those soldiers that's out there mm-hmm. um what what was what would you say was your support while you were there how, how were you supported while you were there you know by your chain of command or by your soldiers and brianna what was your support like as well back home man so you know i know i kind of mentioned earlier that i worked for a very good company and you know it was it was very refreshing to be able to hear the messages come through from them um the care packages come through from them saying hey man you know, we support you because, again, like you said, D, I mean, you see it all when you're on a deployment. Um, and I know Disa alluded to it, but like this is real stuff. Um, people go on this deployment, been married for 15 years and then they get a Dear Jody message. Right. They get a message saying, hey, you know, I'm I'm leaving. I've cashed out the full savings account. Me and the kids were moving over to another state and I'm with your best friend. When you come back, your stuff's on the curb, right? Like, and I'm I'm not I'm not making this stuff up. It sounds like a movie, but these are like some real situations that happen downrange. So, you know, being able to have the good support system of my work back home, knowing that one, I had a job to come back to, um, and I know by law that's something that your employer has to do, but I know that sometimes it's not always made a priority or made as convenient for the person coming back home. So my job gave me peace knowing that I had a home to come back to one. So financially I knew I was good. Um, two, my family back home, you know, my mom, like I said, we're very, very, very close. I'm a mama's boy. Right. And, I'm, <laughs> and, I, and I, don't, I don't have a problem saying it. Mama's boy till I die. So um, being able to know that my mom was there to be able to support my wife, because my mom doesn't see Brie as my wife. She sees her as a daughter that she never had. So I know yes, that my and mom. Yes, I can I'm... attest to that. Yes, she does. <laughs> she loves her son, <laughs> So, yeah, being able to, you know, interact with mom and ask her, like, really, how is Brie doing? Like, she gives me the big Miss Congeniality, everything's great, Miss America speech. But really, how is she doing? So she was a great support system for me there. My chaplain was amazing. Um, Very fearful of going on a deployment because the chaplain that I was assigned to for five years wasn't able to go on a deployment with me. And so I got this brand new guy that I never met from Puerto Rico, right? And I'm like, man, this guy's probably from New York. I'm like, man, this guy's probably a firecracker. You know, I don't know what I'm getting myself into. Is he going to click with the guys? Man, he was so God sent. When I tell you, you know, Chaplain Sanchez is just phenomenal. Um, and we were, I mean, he became my best friend on the deployment. Yeah, he's my boss. But when I tell you, we took care of each other. Um, he was my main support. And my chain of command was awesome. They allowed me to be able to come home for the funeral. Bree didn't think I was going to be able to make it home for the funeral. They put me on the first plane out made it a priority for me to be able to go home and they made sure that I had that time to be there with my family. So from the military to my personal family, to my extended family with my church, as well as even, you know, my work family. I mean, I couldn't have asked for a better support system on my end, as well as a system to support my family in the absence of me there physically. So, um, I mean, I was really blessed. Yeah. And I I think for me, my original plan, um, because we was deploying, I was going to take the year off 
from teaching and I was just going to spend time with the baby. So I think I resigned from my job in June, let's say June 6th to give a date. Y'all, I reapplied the next week. I was like, oh no, this is not going to work for me. So I resigned for a week um, because I, I know me, I would have stayed home with my son. Yes, but I would have thought about the deployment. So my support system also came from my colleagues at school. Uh, my students as well, they knew everything that was going on. Uh, my church family, my parents, of course. I mean, my community of sisters and brothers. Like, I, I had nothing but support. Even, like, the 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 time that my mom passed, um, Clay's um, godfather, William's best friend, drove down from San Antonio that night. Um, LaMonica drove from Florida the next day. Brashavi came from Waco the next day. You know, so I had I had so much support, I mean, through everything mm -hmm. so much my best friend ashley lauren everybody was right there with me supporting me with anything that i needed if i just needed the time can i just go and shower please they were right there so i'm also glad i made the decision to go to work as well because that's what i needed to cope as well but they also they supported me there it was like the, it was like a second family and i needed that good yeah i know support can like make or break the experience like if you just feel all yeah. alone like mm -hmm. you can maybe fall into depression you can fall into so many other things that your mind will get on this whirlwind of thinking crazy thoughts and so support can make it mm -hmm. so i'm just so happy that you guys had a great support system on both parts to where yeah like even dc even when you even came over just come sit with me please yeah. <laughs> somebody just, just talk come. yeah <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. Um. I I get that because it's needed. It's needed, especially mm -hmm. when you have to go through a life change like that. Uh, yes. So, what advice would y'all give other couples facing a deployment or an extended time apart? Oh, I think for me, I think one of the one things that I learned and I can give to other couples, um, especially for the spouse that's at home, you're not the only one that's dealing with the deployment the person that is also deployed is probably going through some things as well so i would say be open and be transparent with each other um you may be feeling like oh my goodness i'm at home all alone but just think about that person that's farther away from everything that they know but they're having to do a job so i would say just be open and transparent tell yourself about the days that was sometimes i was mad at william because i felt like i was dealing with this alone he's just happy go lucky working all day getting straight a's in school oh you're just living your best life out there <laughs> and i'm just like i'm over here struggling but i understood that sometimes he didn't tell me because you know, he didn't want to make me feel even worse than I probably would already felt. But I was the type of person, no, I want to know that you're struggling. That makes me feel better to know that you're struggling too. <laughs> Let's struggle together. <laughs> so I would say just be open and honest and just know that, especially for the spouses at home, you're not only going through it, the person that's deployed is going through it as well. Yeah. And I think I, I like that, Brie. I think, I think on the same note, communication is just so key. Like Brie said, I mean, I was, I was putting up a good facade. I was putting up a good front. Like I, like I had everything together because I didn't want her to have one more thing to worry about. Um, but one day, literally she asked me, she was like, so are you like impacted by this deployment at all? Like, you know, you're living your best life is everything. Like I'm over here on the struggle bus. I'm <laughs> on the struggle boat. Right. Like you're, you're, and I want you to do well. I don't want you to feel bad, but like, can you be transparent with me? Do you feel what I feel? Do you have pain? Do you have hurt? Do you miss us? And I was like, wow, okay. You know, I didn't even think that maybe my attempt of 
masking everything and making everything seem like it was, you know, roses and daisies and everything was groovy and gravy that I was ultimately hurting my family. So, you know, from that point on, did I tell her every single time that, you know, I had a moment? No, but I was definitely a little bit more forthcoming with how I felt. I can't tell you the amount of times that, you know, I was in my office at 10, 11 o'clock and, you know, I had my favorite worship song playing and I was in, you know, a pool of tears, just crying, just thinking about my family and praying for them and asking God to continue to cover them and be there with them, you know, but I wasn't sharing any of that with her because I didn't think that it was the right thing to do. So I definitely want to encourage anyone that maybe, like you said, over the road in the trucking industry or maybe on, you know, an assignment, you know, just out of the country, out of the state um, or that may be deployed you know, definitely be transparent with your loved one. Let them know that you, you're not a robot, that, you know, you definitely do have feelings and that as tough it is for them, it is for you as well. Um, so that was my biggest thing that I learned throughout the process, which kind of Briardi echoed communication. Mm -hmm. It was, uh, it was very key. So yeah, communication was really important. I will definitely appreciate all of that, all your insight, all your, uh, your experience that you've shared. Yeah, thank uh, you for being so open and transparent. And we we love you guys, man. And, yeah. and Will, Will, you you saw it, man. We went from uh, the conversation I had with you after uh, the infidelity to making a podcast about how God yes. has worked in us. And uh, so you you've seen that growth, man. And I appreciate you so yes. much. So fun, not Man. fun fact, because it's not really a fun fact, but <laughs> William was one of the first people Darian went to after the infidelity, after he told me, and I'm, and he's like, I just, I need somebody good around me to talk to. And he said, I have to go to William and Brianna's house. I have to talk to them. And so I'm like looking at his, looking at his location on my phone, like making sure he's really going <laughs> over there. Is this where he really going or not? <laughs> but that's how much we trust and love this couple, y'all. So I'm just so happy that you guys were able to be a part of our podcast and that you, you guys are about to make five years and you survived this deployment and y'all came out stronger on the on the other side and we hope to have y'all back again absolutely and we love and appreciate you guys as well because i know the day that darren was over here i promise you i was listening through the wall okay <laughs> i had my ears to the wall trying to figure out what was going on but we definitely love you guys too and we we see your growth and we just love the fact that god has truly truly restored you guys and we could not be any happier and I think that you all's testimony is so powerful, right? Because, and I think, and I appreciate you all, like we were saying, for y'all just being so raw, for being so candid, for being so transparent, because we live in a society now where it's very social media happy, right? People show you only what they want to show you, right? Everything looks as if life is perfect, but I appreciate you all being real, being candid, because it gives individuals it gives couples it gives marriages it gives families hope to be able to know that look even when life takes a turn you know god is still in control um i can take actions to be able to i can't change the past but i can take actions to be able to do better in the future and there's hope there's light at the end of the tunnel and i just love y'all so so much because you know y'all encourage me and brie every single day um i love listening to you all's testimony i love you know, having you all within our inner circle. And I just thank you all for everything that y'all are doing on this podcast and for y'all's transparency. So y'all are awesome. Y'all are a power couple. 
and know that uh we're in you all's corner and y'all rock like yeah y'all rock <laughs> thank you so do y'all so do y'all um so we t- we end each episode with the scripture from darian so he's gonna close us out with the scripture and i'm gonna leave everyone with a challenge for the week all right all right uh the verse that i have for tonight is gonna be uh isaiah 43 2 it just says when you go through deep waters i will be with you Yes. 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 That's, yes. That's yes. A great. That's such a great scripture. Such a great reminder that God is with us no matter what we're going through, even in the shallow waters and in the deep waters. He's there with us. And so this week, I just encourage couples to, no matter what you're facing, whether it's something like a bomb dropped, like it did with us on infidelity, or you just found out that your spouse is going to have to travel for months or weeks or years. Um, that you seek God go to God with for everything go to him first before you go and do anything else um and then and move how he tells you to move so if you are far from God or if you're near to God re- go go to him because he's longing for you and he he hasn't moved we're the ones that move so go to him seek him and he will see you through this I promise you so yes. we hope y'all enjoyed this episode and um yes. Come back again next week. We love y'all. Thanks. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you.